0: So why am I doing this? I'm starting this podcast because we all have a story and finances play a part in our struggles and successes. If we can learn from the many mistakes many others have made, we can make sure that more of us are successful. Like the quote says, to increase the chances of success, we must increase our failure rate. To be honest, I failed a ton. I will bring people from all walks of life, but mostly service members. If you have a story you would like to share, do not hesitate, to reach out. From the go, like and subscribe to this podcast so many others can benefit. it. Today we have Bob. You guys may know him as Information Dominance on the social medias. Uh, this guy runs a mostly uh, informational intel page and supports a lot of us. Uh, we're going to hear his story. You guys probably never heard him, never going to hear his voice, never heard his voice. And I can assure you this is not what he sounds like. So
1: what's up, Bob? How you doing? Hey, salutations. What's up, team? What's up, audience? We'll say family for yeah. right now. What's up, family? Yeah, the, the
0: the fam is listening and the fam cares. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, we we were just talking. and We're talking a lot t- together, and uh, we always bullshit. And there's always a, a lot of good stuff to say. Um, and I I know I know that you're you know you're a service member, and the, I think I want to you know this is an opportunity for a faceless page to connect and you know to see kind of humanize you as much as you're willing to. So what can you tell us about your time on this planet? Where does uh or at least your career in the military at this point?
1: Yeah. So um, I think like a lot of us, man, I grew up playing G.I. Joe, um, mm-hmm. came from a broken home, you know, defining that as, however, mom was an addict, dad wasn't around. So, you know, you have to entertain yourself, right? Maybe your own (laughs) friends, whatever. And uh, so I did a lot of that. And then did foster care for a little bit. And then dad came around, moved in with him, moved into a major city, and uh, joined the military when I was 17. That was my 17th Mm -hmm. birthday present was to uh, enlist in uh, the armed services. Let's go. Nice. Nice.
0: And uh and you know, I, I'm a I'm a are you open to share with her what was your MOS or were you uh what was your line of work while you were in the Yeah, yeah, let's talk about it, dude.
1: So um I started off doing um C four ISR stuff. So uh friendly forces, Blue Force, like tracking and and radar operating, radar repair. But uh okay. the whole time, man, like ever since I was about nine. I was into, uh, modifying radios and hacking. Wow. So, um, my, my, my bunk would be full of like books on cryptography and books on electronics. And I did, it It was bad. Like my mattress was was full of books like underneath. Um, yeah. Funny story. First, uh, first tour, my rack got broken into when I was on leave and, um, everyone thought I was, uh. CID, NCIS, you know they—they they were a hundred percent sure. Like I had night vision in there. I had all kinds of just random shit because I lived—I lived abroad, and uh, I just did my own shit, man. So uh, I got big in the radios, and I wanted to learn yeah. how to uh, intercept stuff. And then you know one, you know, wow. like one protocol became a challenge, and I wanted to decode pagers, and I wanted decode AIS and then I wanted to decode voice. So I mean, I just figured it out. But uh then finally, after uh I don't know, maybe eight years, I was living in Hawaii and I met a dude that was stationed on one of the EP3s that went down in Henan Island back in the day. So he was one of the operators on there, one of the Chinese linguists or Chai lings. And he walked into my garage, and he was like, "Dude, what the fuck are you doing, man?" And I had a rack of radios that I had modified so I could intercept stuff, and I had uh, antennas on the palm tree outside. And he's like, <laughs> "What? Like, dude? Like, who are you, man?" And I'm like, "Hey, what, what's up, dude? Why are you in my garage?" <laughs> and then yeah. we started talking about jobs, and he's like, "You do what?" He's like, you know, there's a job for what you're doing right now in our service. And I'm like, I have no idea. Like, what is that? So he described it to me and he's like, everything you're doing right now could possibly be illegal. So probably cut it off. I didn't cut it off. I just amplified it, right? So, uh, and then I I cross-rated and got into um, Intel stuffs. And then I've done every kind of event, Sigit, Humint, Imit um cyber shit up the wazoo um, wow cyber defense offensive cyber cyber weapons development uh, wow. deployed a whole bunch of times kind of uh just looked for for things that i thought were interesting and experiences i couldn't get anywhere else like you know people look at the service like this terrible thing but to me man it was a buffet of memories like you know, yeah. I wanted to go to Africa. So I went to Africa. I wanted to go to a different place in Africa. So I found a billet, went there. I wanted to go to Iraq, yeah. found a billet, went there. Wanted to go up Afghanistan, went there. Wanted to do C T stuff in Asia. Found places I could do C T stuff in Asia. The whole time just racking up experiences, man. Yeah. So um, I don't know, that I did twenty two years, retired. Not too long ago, and then rolled into a pretty sweet job that I never could have gotten if I didn't do those experiences. And, and, and the thing is, like, you know, once you become a senior NCO or a senior in any capacity in these branches, um, you get removed from the technical stuff and you're getting paid yeah. for the technical stuff in the, the outside world, right? So, like, they don't care about evals, they don't care about fit reps. Like, you know, there's PMs. Program managers that are going to take care of that. There's leadership pipelines that will take care of that. They want senior technical people who are going to develop capabilities and and things that will be profitable, right? Because that, that those things translate into buddies to these uh, to these right. companies, right? So sounds like you're you're you have a wide wide
0: array of knowledge and you've been around, done a ton, uh, and clearly your career has helped you a lot. Uh, I was going to ask you what I ask most people, like about your, what did you hear about finance from your childhood? But, you know, it sounds like your parents were pretty, uh, they were not around and in, 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 uh, probably not a, a, pro- a great financial influence. But in the service, uh, since you've gotten a lot and, you know, you took the buffet of experiences, has your time in the service helped you to be more
1: financially sound,
0: more financially aware?
1: Yeah, so so let's let's... Let, let's dial it back a little bit and talk about still childhood, right? Because, like, our environments are what sculpt us, right? So, like, uh, later on in life, my dad was around. But, like, cool. At, at some point, they, him and my stepmom took on my or her ma's debt. And her ma's debt was, like, $100,000 at the time. They didn't have $100,000 to pay off this debt. So they put themselves in jeopardy. And eventual bankruptcy, trying to save these, these things that were, you know, tied to memory. So did that dilapidated house that my mom, like, grew up mm. in or something like that, and, uh, mm. or my stepmom. So, you know, what, what I saw in money was there was no value, really. Like, you know, mm. I, I didn't respect it because we didn't have it. I didn't know the accesses you can have. I didn't know what money did. I knew that money right. got things, but I also knew you could get things without money. Like my my mm-hmm. mom, uh, who we talked about a little bit before the podcast, um, she was uh, she got convicted on check fraud and stuff like that. So I think um, seeing that created a negative impression of the value of things, right? Because like I don't actually right. need money. I can make it. Call me the national, you know, the, the the Federal Reserve. I can make whatever I want. Yeah. And and that creates a negative thing because everything costs, right? So then in the military, you know, it's like, oh, well, I mean, I I could just make things. Like I don't, I could spend my entire check and then go party in Tokyo because I don't need money to live because I have, you know, a barracks room or I have a rack or I have some place to sleep and I don't need food because I could eat at the, the mess decks or the chow hall, like all that's provided. So I think, you know, from those negative experiences, I learned negative habits with money. And then as I started growing up and started working my way through different marriages, I started, you know, elevating my, my picks for women and their their socioeconomic classes were higher. And, you know, I, one one of my ex wives, her dad. They used to rent catamarans and vacation in the BVI, of the British Virgin Islands. And I was like, "What? Like, who does that? We went to Wisconsin Dells. You know what I mean? Like, I used to have Motel yeah. Six and eight cold cuts. You know? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that really answers the question. But,
0: yeah. No, and actually, I appreciate you expanding that because it it shows that like you've had a, a journey in it, and it it, it brings the importance of you know um recognizing the things that life has given you and whether it's a positive or negative but it does not define you right it clearly hasn't because you've been very successful in your time in the service uh so so with that you you, you went into service with negative mind with negative view on money cuz you could just create it what experiences have you had in the service associated to money that maybe has helped you out post service
1: yeah so um i think I think limits like, so, um, you know, there's only so much, there's only so much funds. There's only so much, um, there's only so many chances, only so many billets, only so many, um, opportunities for things because things cost. So if there's a school I want to go to, I have to value myself at an appropriate value that allows justification to have that school paid for, for me. Right. So, like, I had to learn to value myself. I had to learn that outputs equaled a monetary value in some degree. Everything costs. Like, uh, if it's not monetary, it's emotional, it's unemotional, it's mental. You know what I mean? And you could argue the connection between those. But really, everything has a cost. And I don't think I realized that early on. I thought, you know, I'm the baddest motherfucker. I'm, I'm smart. I can figure things out. I don't need no help, but yeah. you need to learn the economy of, of life, you know?
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. The economy of life. Yeah. Uh, and I, I think that, you know, valuing yourself, valuing the time and, and what outputs, you know, what inputs and outputs you're going to put out in your life is going to define your success. And, you know, there's um, you know, and we could almost look at it if we, if we dive into like capacitance, right? Like some of us have more outputs and some of us has la- less resistance. And, sorry, I meant resistance. So we can do less and put out more, right? Well, there's more other people that are doing a lot more and in, in putting out less. So it's very interesting how we, uh, are able to, to take that effect
1: in life and the results that it can have in our lives. Right? Sure. Sure. And, and you, there's, there's something, That To be said about the people we interact with and the people we spend time with, um, because there's also a cost to that. So I remember I had this this boss back in the day. He was a straight gangster. He was an old school black guy from the projects in Chicago. Coolest, coolest dude. He was about, I don't know, five, 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 six. And like this dude was a straight old G. Like he ran... You know, the senior enlisted mess, the, he, he was the man, dude. I remember watching him uh. curse out the skipper one time um, uh, just because there was a disagreement. And he was right, like according to regulations and stuff, he was right. And he did not care. He was protecting his people. But he, I was in, where were we at? I was in Singapore, man. And uh, I was with some shady dudes. There was a place called uh, Four Floors of Blank, if you know, you know, and uh, I'm walking around and he's there with, I think, his wife. I don't know. I didn't ask. I was just like, hey, man, how's it going? And uh, he stops me and he goes, dude, stay away from those dudes you're with. And I'm like, what? He's like, they're no good for you. They're they're only going to bring you down. They're crabs. Stay away from them. And that. Gave me a hug and said, be safe. And I was like, this is weird. Like, you know, But he gave me a hug because like this guy was like a dad. You know what I mean? And it was super weird though. Cause like, so I was like, I don't know why he said it. I turned to the dude. I'm like, I don't know why he said it, but I gotta go. And, And he's like, well, fuck that. Don't be a bitch. And I'm like, nah, man, there's a reason he's saying it. I don't know why he's saying it. The end of that, that visit, this dude gets wrapped up for doing shady shit. They all pop on a drug test. And like,
0: no shit. you
1: know, you got to be careful with who you spend your time with because there's residual effects. Like, even if you don't see it, people see it. And like, you know, right. those people may then judge you based on the crowd you hang out with. So you have to be cognizant of all that. I'm kind of rambling, but I, I want to get that people that are listening. Like there's, there's someone out there right now that, that is young in their career and they're hanging out with shitheads. Because they think that's all they can hang out with. Well, guess what, buddy? Right. Guess what, lady? You're better than those people. You don't have to say. You don't have to rub it in their faces. But if they remind you of people from home, doesn't matter. You're not at home no more. You're destined for better things. You know, break yourself from that. Be respectful. Be nice. Don't forget about them. But, like, you don't have to be around them just because. Like, you got to identify your value and push on, like, Otherwise, you're just gonna get back down. That's crabs, man. Right, dude. That's huge because I mean, we
0: all see it, right? And and uh, maybe at some points uh, we have been the the, the negative person, right? Uh, but like recognizing the the people around us how they're bringing us down, and we need to choose. And you know, the, the wealthy and successful always talk about that, right? Uh, whether it's an athlete, whether it's a multimillionaire, it's like I had to leave this, I had to leave something or somebody, and it's so important. And most of us, most people, uh, or a lot of people that are set, are not willing to let go, and they just mosey about life because they, it has an association to some past, and they never achieve anything. They totally miss out on their on their uh, value.
1: Would you would you dare to say that they're comfortable? <laughs> would you dare yeah. to say? that they'd rather be comfortable than to try something new that has an uncertain outcome.
0: 100%. And I think that too, to your point, and I always argue this, like people that say they want to be financially comfortable. I was like, you are comfortable. You have a roof over your head and your food. You don't want to be comfortable. You want to be better. And most of us don't. Most of us want to improve. Most of us want a a better life. Most of us want to have a better uh, physique, a better relationship. And that takes work and effort. It's not a comfort-based decision. But people that are comfortable, they never achieve anything. They're like, "I'm good. I don't want to. I'm good. I'm not going to push myself or challenge."
1: Yeah. Or maybe, maybe they achieve what they think they're able to achieve, and they don't reach the heights that they can achieve. So, not to say that they don't achieve things. I mean, they they yeah. they reach a point in their life where they may, you know, be like, "Oh, this is it." But so you're saying like a high school football player. Oh, dude, where they pick in high school. Yeah. Like, you know, that's not life. you know, those those people are going to grow up that that chick that you made fun of is probably going to be the hottest woman you ever saw in your life. You know, that dude that was an AV club, you know, is probably going to be racking in three 300 K. You know what I'm saying? Like, and and, you know, let's let's talk about that, though. Like, you know, we're all on a journey and this is going to sound like super woo woo, but we're all on a journey and we, we affect those that we pass by, right? Our energy affects those. Our movement in the water ripples and affects their pace, their direction. So we got to be kind to people, man. I'm not saying like you got to kiss up. I'm not saying you got to be overly kind, but you don't know the things people are going through. So observe, assess, execute. You know what I mean? Like, don't be an asshole yeah. unless you have to be an asshole. You know, don't be yeah. violent unless you got to be violent. So I, I think that, you know, some folks just don't don't want to do that. And that's fine. Yeah. Be that way, man. Be that way because the yeah. world needs ditch diggers. And that's not that's not an insult. I'm not shit on them. But like, if you're happy with that, that's yeah. hard. I'm not happy with that. Yeah. No, no, no. We, we're we
0: going to pursue more. And for that matter, if, and I'm sure you, you're in the same boat as I am. If right now a quote unquote, ditch digger called us and was like, help me get out of this.
1: I want to be where you are. We would be like. In a heartbeat. In a heartbeat. Because that's my DNA, man. Like, you yeah. know, if I got something I can help you with, cool. You know, cool. Yeah. Because you know, you, you know why? Like, so I, w- I, w- I didn't mention this. Um, I was, really, really lucky in my, my career. I went to some really phenomenal places, really Mm -hmm. worked with some super cool dudes and just lived a very neat life. And, uh, that wasn't everyone's experience. Right. And I'm aware of that, Mm -hmm. but in that culture, in that world, you help everyone. You don't, I mean, everyone's doing the the dirt. Everyone's cleaning stuff. Like I was at a place, there was a bunch of fucking too cool for school, tier one assaulters, and they were cleaning the same toilets I was. Yeah. Exact same toilets. Cause it was the same place we were all shitting, man. And you know, right. Like you go through some of these schools and you're with these these people that are supposed to be like the nation's fucking best. And it's like, they're just people, man. They're just they're just people that chose a different journey, you know what I mean? Yeah. So I, yeah, I don't know what my point was
0: with that, but if it resonated,
1: it resonated. No, it still resonates
0: with me. Like uh, that, that we're willing to we're willing to uh, help people get there, right? And realize that we're all humans. And when you look at the the people that are in 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 an SMU or, or tier one, whatever, they're just dudes that were willing to do that. And maybe maybe somebody did that for them. Somebody looked at them and I was like, "I got you, bro. You know, I'll help you get out of this rut." Yeah, uh, and, and they're much better for it, you know. Uh, so cool. Uh, on to financial things, which I always like asking this question because you've traveled a lot, you've done a lot. Do you feel that in your time in the military, you maximized your special pays, your uh, per diem, or or any money that you got? Do you max any bonuses? Did you maximize
1: it, or did you pretty much blast? It? I maximize it for pleasure. Let's go. Pleasure. Absolutely not. Let's Absolutely up. not. Because what, you don't know. Yeah. You don't know, man. So, yeah. what, you're going to give me an extra 300 bucks to uh, do what? You know, so I get a clothing allowance. You think I'm going to buy clothes with that? Maybe. I'll go to I'll go to the Goodwill, buy, buy, <laughs> buy a bunch of clothes. Now I got an extra 250 bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or I get per diem. I'm buying baloney. I'm going to the dollar store. The dollar tree has got a refrigerator section. I'm loading up on hot dogs and rice. I mean, I I did frugal things like that so I could party, but no, absolutely not. And like, you know, I didn't realize, so I got a really good buddy. You don't know. He's a mutual friend, but I know he's a mutual friend and uh, he may share that with you at some point, but this dude is an absolute gangster. Absolute gangster. Um, financial wizard and uh we were he was i don't know he just fell into my life and vice versa Mm -hmm. and um i didn't know that the job i'm doing now was a job that was available had no idea no idea and uh he was like yeah bro he like this dude came out of nowhere and groomed me for my job about a year before i started doing my job um Wow. So back to the point of uh, capitalizing on extra pays and maximizing uh, financial advantages. Absolutely not. What uh, wh- what I did luck out on, though, was a lot of negative experiences that taught me never to do that shit again. And uh, then people like the most important thing is the human network. <laughs> and those people yeah. taught me the lessons from that base so you know like hey dude this happened all right man don't do that do this like i have a buddy Mm -hmm. who's uh he did really well in the crypto industry um like really really well like stupid well and um he teaches me stuff nonstop about like yielding and then making uh money off yielding and so you know staking money and then taking what is it? The, the dividends off that, and then reinvesting that, so like fronting fronting these monies and and stuff like that. but so no I didn't maximize anyone that's listening, take advantage of programs out there. You're not going to know what the programs are. so ask around, ask the guy who's driving so here's the thing your your senior officers, you're going to notice this, and uh, there's always that guy that's driving a piece of shit car, and he's like, uh lieutenant colonel, colonel, and you're like, he could afford something better than that. But he's got a mill in the bank. You know what I mean? But he's got a a $12,000 car he paid off 10 years ago, and he's just waiting for retirement. So ask around. Ask around is what I'm saying. Yeah. So would you look back
0: at young Bob and be like, hey, Bob, I know you're going to go get hecked up today. Would you tell him to save $10 for that night? Would you tell him to save anything or you would tell him to just do exactly? I mean, this is not a matter of regret, right? It's a matter of like lessons learned. Would, do you, would you Would you pass on something like that to younger Bob? So I, I would,
1: you know, those memories were pretty good. Dude. Yeah. They were pretty good. I bet. Um, but I don't know what memories I missed out on by not investing in my future. So, um, right. yeah, I would have said put 20 bucks away. Like. You know, you don't need this massage, <laughs> this, this massage. <laughs> like you're fine. You got a hand. You know what I mean? Like, so I would teach myself how to compromise early on rather than always trying to to maximize uh, pleasure and maximize indulgence. Right. Like, um, I don't think I ever struggled enough to understand. um I mean, I struggle, but I'm stupid. So like, I didn't understand it. <laughs> so future Bob would tell young Bob that, you know, there's a reality outside of what he's living. And in order to get that, he needs to pass on, you know, eating out, or pass on something that's frivolous. Like, I don't need, I didn't right. need fucking night vision, but I thought it was super cool. So I bought it like, well, I didn't, yeah. I didn't need night vision in 2000. Like, cause stole it from the armory like everyone else.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's true. And it's funny you say that because I always make memes about, oh, don't go buy another gun. And I can tell people, they're like, don't tell me to now, go buy another gun. And I was like, bro, it's not about the gun. It's about the point, right? It's like the, you could delay that gratification for a little bit and then buy hundreds of guns later, right? So, and that's a great point. <laughs> now, you've had great experiences and you were talking about what things you're doing now. Post-military, I'm assuming that you've got, uh, obviously, you you, you probably have a retirement, you probably have a disability, and and you seem to have a a great career. Are you, how important and at the forefront of your thought is it to plan for your real retirement,
1: plan for your future, and if you have kids, plan for them? How important is all that? I think it's as important as it is for yourself, right? So, like, I don't have enough. I, I don't have enough saved up. I didn't, you know, turn in my VA paperwork on time. I, I just assumed that yeah. the money was coming. And, you know, that's the biggest right. the biggest gamble. It came, but like, you know, so what? If you're making 250, 300 a year, you're not making that every month. You know, so you can't be spending right. that. Like if you put that on your your credit, you know, if you when when you're asked when you try to establish credit to get a loan or you purchase something and you know you put your financials on there, cool. But like, I mean, making making two to three hundred doesn't help you month to month. Like, I mean, it does, right? It, it does help. But all it helps you do is get more and more in debt. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. I think if you realize, I think we all need to sit down, and I'm doing this right now. Unfortunately, very rarely in life, um, and realize what our baseline is. What do I need to survive? What do I need to live? Uh, what do what do I need to be happy? What is happiness, right? So, is happiness living in a condo with no responsibilities? Is happiness paying rent? It shouldn't be paying rent. You should own the place you live in, so you're not throwing money in the garbage because that income in isn't always going to be there. At some point, it's going to reduce. You know what I mean? Or at some point, there's going to be a delta. I'm sure you can make more, but like you're not always going to get your. You know, when you retire, you get a, a fraction of that. But like, if you're not, not, you know, looking for, I don't know, man, that's a, that's a really, it's a really good question that I think most of us don't think about, man. Like, so my second ex-wife, when we divorced, we, we lived with each other for years. Like it sounds nuts, but I'm, I'm nuts. she's nuts. And. The reasoning was, we could split costs. She's a cool chick. You know, I don't, it just didn't work out. But I could split costs with her. We could split the mortgage. We don't have to sell the house because the house is dope. We just have to establish rules within ourselves that we're okay with. So don't bring dudes. don't bring chicks to the house when we're here. You know, that kind of stuff. But like there needs to be you know, thought into ways to save money. So this motherfucker, I'm going out on dates. I'm just spending, spending, spending. Cause I got this extra money. She gets yeah. a fine. You, people argue about financial, you know, planners and stuff like that, but she got one. And by the time she moved out, she had banked 20 K. Yeah. 20 oh. K man. And like, I was just like, how the fuck? And, and she's like, well, you paid for everything. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, give me some of that money. Like, you know what I mean? But like, she was smart. I wasn't. And, um, yeah, you know, so when she got out, she got, she got out, she moved to a place where cost of living was a lot cheaper. she got a 300, uh, three, what is that? 3,000 square foot place for half of the place I paid for a year at at 28, uh, thousand square feet or Mm 2800 square feet and i mean her place was 200k less you know what i mean and like she just constantly lives the lifestyle of frugalness like you know she uses her um her retirement money for trips never spends any of her income on trips uses retirement money for trips and they're nonstop traveling uh she'll price everything so when they go on cruises she brings the entire kids, but she doesn't eat out like they don't eat out. Uh, her her partner, he makes a little bit like he he I think he brings in like eighty or something like that, and then she brings in however much she brings in. But they're not making insane paychecks. She just finds things that are of importance to her, prioritizes those things, and then is able to live a lifestyle because she took sacrifices. And I never took, and most of us don't. Um, because we think we could do everything. Just fire hose me in the face. I'll deal with all the pain later. You know what I mean? Like, this is easy. And she just just dialed back her indulgences. And it's like, there's a million people doing this. And if you want to do that, you ask them. So, like, she'll give me advice all the time. And I'll be like, fuck you, you're a loser. I shouldn't be swearing as much. But, you know, I'll say, forget you, you're a loser. And she'll be like, I'm a loser with money. You know what I mean, <laughs> I, I think there's value in that. I think there's a lot of value because yeah. now the kids see that, right? The kids, yeah. and that's that's you know the again, people outside seeing seeing a way to live, and these 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 young kids are now growing up to be uh, teenage women, well not uh, young women, and uh, they're seeing that you can you can buy your own house. You have to buy your own house. You don't need a man. to buy. Like you can do that on your own with your own credit line. Like you can pay off bills as they come in. You don't have to use credit for the most part, right? Like you don't need to use your card all the time. Like, so yeah, I'm always a bystander on good choices. Like I'm always the, the outside person looking in, but I'm a benefactor in some degree. So I never make the right choices. I'm lucky that people around me make the right choices and I benefit like that. Uh, Yeah. But whoever's listening should, because you can be the one that makes the right choices.
0: Yeah, and that's why I made this page, right? Like, because I wanted to uh, at the page of the podcast to help people get to that, right? Provide the resources for the right choices. And I, I haven't said this before, but you brought up something about financial advisors, right? And what I'll tell anybody: uh, a financial advisor is incredible. Uh, it's a useful tool, but you could do a lot on your own. So if the if the return of investment is there, if you're paying one percent, it's worth it. But uh, you know. And, Clearly, it was worth it to her, right? Walking out of there with 20 grand after living with you. But uh, I also tell people how, like, again, once once you get education, then you don't need a man. You can do it on your own. You don't need a financial advisor. You can do it on your own. And clearly, you are surrounded by people that are doing the right things. And I'm sure it's uh, having an impact in your life, right? No
1: way, man. Yeah, of course it is. No? Of course it is. And th- th- there's a point there, right? There's a point to be made. So, uh, like... So independence, right? You want to be independent because what happens when those people leave? What happens when those people die? What happens when those people aren't available to you because you deselected yourself from their lives? Um, right. So now right. we're as as bad as this is going to sound, some people are going to cringe. you me yeah. out. We use each other. Humans use each other. And it's not negative. Like, yeah. You know, I'm going to use you, but I'll give you my resources. But we're going to use each other. Whether that be friendship, yeah. Whether that be uh, materialistic, whether that be positive or good, you know. So, right. We we have to recognize that, though, to be honest with it.
0: Yeah, yeah. So, uh, onto uh, your your page. What is what is the change that you want to make in the world with information dominance? What's the end goal, dude?
1: besides have information dominating. Yeah. So what is information, man? Information's power. You know what I mean? Information's yeah. control. Information is uh ten seconds, three seconds. If I got intel on something, I got I got a couple more breaths. You know what I mean? Um Yeah. So I uh I don't know, man. I was trolling some people a while back during the pandemic and uh I started making some really good points about some stuff. And uh, so I threw a page together. And uh, background-wise, I've done, I've done psyops. I've, I, I, every every you can think of, I've done. And um, I started, well, I've always noticed the power of uh, <laughs> propaganda and the power of a narrative and the power of control. Because, I mean, you use it when you try to get pussy. <laughs> you use it when you try to get a deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just how, yeah, those things translate and how they're utilized in different arenas. So, uh, what yeah. what is the page? The page is a way for me to network. The way the page is a way yeah. for me to monitor. The page is a way for me to test theories and test technologies and test techniques. Um, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> all right. I got a story. You want to hear a story? I, I think. Story. Out, Give it to me. I'm I'm very trained at what I do. I'm I'm very very good, mm-hmm. and uh, I draw in some very interesting people. So, um, to date, I've had uh, three three folks that have had indictments issued by the DOJ. So to date. Three foreign actors that uh, have have engaged, interact, um, wanted to recruit and or, you know, attempt to troll. Um, you know these these pages give you access. These these avenues are 24 uh, four seven supermarkets. Right, anyone could come in. Anyone's walking down your aisles. Vice versa, I could walk down their aisles, right? Um, so you you don't know who's who, and uh, you got to find it out. So with with the background I have, and many have, uh, you start noticing things. So um, if I put out a um, article, and we'll talk about articles and stuff like that that I put out, um, I'm steering it towards towards right. specific gener- uh, demographic. So for a while. I'd put out things and hashtag them or target them towards different genres to try to um, generate like troll traffic or interactions from, from actual humans. And uh, what do I mean by that, right? So I put out an article a while back. Um, I wrote a, uh, a daily newsletter and uh, there was an article about Costa Rica. Costa Rica was getting hit by ransomware. So whoever put this article out was talking about the comparison between ransomware actors and uh, terrorists. So I want to hear how people feel about that because I know the kind of stuff I put out has foreign actors uh, monitoring my stuff from comments and stuff. Um, and it's not, you know, as some folks may say, oh, it's paranoia. It's not espionage is real uh what we do they do yeah and there's a if someone's working in a professional capacity in that realm <laughs> there's an equivalent of you out there. there there always will be and they'll probably be better than you to some degree um so be be aware right but um so article about ransomware actors being uh, a terrorist i get hit up by a guy mm. who currently has an indictment out on him He's in several books. He was on, uh, was a Brian Krebs, um, blog. He's been, he's been tracked for a while. He was ran by the FSB for a while. He's missing fingers due to issues he had and, uh, uh, with cybercrime organizations. And, uh, he hits me up and he's like, you know, he, he, he speaks to me in uh, Cyrillic. So in, in, in Russian, he types on Cyrillic. I Google translate it, and uh, it, it equates to, it's all about the money, bro. So I like interaction. Mm. Fucking talk to me, baby. Let's go. Uh, so I hit him up in a voice chat, and I'm like, my man's, my man's, uh, is about the monies, baby? What do you mean it's about the monies? And he hits me up, and now I got voice verification of this person. Right? So I got a VID of this Stella. Um And we start talking. And I'm like, yo, show me your crypto wallets in my poor accent. And he's like, I'm not going to show you my crypto wallets. And I'm like, bullshit. You got no money. You got no bitches. Because that's a trigger for a lot of these dudes. Like, you don't have. So they're they're braggadocious, man. So he's like, I'm not going to show you my my crypto wallets, but I'll show you links of where I am. And you know, this is who I am and I'm the best at this and I'm the best at that. And I'm like, bullshit, baby, you ain't nothing. And now I got this guy on the ropes trying to prove to me. Um, so he starts sending me stuff. Yeah. So I started asking about his organizational structure, I started asking about, you know, how they dev stuff, how many people are in their work, how do they contact, um, you know, whoever manages them, who manages them. Um, is it a criminal organization? Is it a government organization? And this dude is just telling me stuff because wow. we're talking, you know, he thinks he's got me, but I got him. And uh, and I know this because later on um, things that I had to do for that, um, he lied about some things, but he didn't lie about most. And, uh, you know, right. let let's 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 key on something here. Um, he's just a human being, man like he may be a bad dude doing some right. bad things but he's another man being told by another man that he ain't shit. So he's like fuck you baby, I drive lambos and I smash models. Yeah, I don't care, dude. Like I so what, show me. Show me pictures. Let me see pics, baby. And uh it escalated and yeah. you know I I was he showed me a bunch of stuff, but you know that that is what the page does. The page brings people together. The bra- the page uh, reaches out and and allows folks that, that resonate and or want to question and or, you know, think they're better than to engage with me. And I'm I like to talk, man. So let's talk, you know. Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. So like um, I, I, I talked about the newsletter. Do you want to talk about that? Or? Yeah. T- tell me about the
0: newsletter. Yeah. I want to tell me all about
1: it. Yeah. So um mm-hmm. I I started up a Cyber Threat Intel daily newsletter. Um, it, I, I scraped, so I developed some technologies to scrape, curate, and uh, and generate a newsletter that based on uh, national security and cybersecurity themes. So I have a repository of 20,000 different news outlets. And from there, I curate um, articles of interest that I think are of interest to folks, big picture, and uh, put it in a readable format, assessment, summary, source, and then from there generate what network and and uh, conversation. So I used to use a popular uh, company's newsletter, Mandiant, and uh, they stopped doing it one day. Like um, it was Christmas or something, and I needed it for my brief, and I didn't have it. So I'm like, fuck these dudes, I'm going to make my own. And that's usually how stuff works for me. Like when I elevate, it's fuck you, man, I'll make my own. You know what I mean? Like that's always, that's a constant for me. So I took, what, six months, maybe five months worth of data and then uh, did some analytics on it, figured out what their main sources were and started scraping their sources. And and when I say scrape, it, it is a, an automated process of creating agents or, or bots that go out and interface with with pages, so websites, and you enter in the structure of how that data is on that site, parse it out, and then I have the data. Um, but it, it it's done so in a manner that's quicker than if I were just click on all the links and look for it. Um, so I started creating my own, and um, then folks at work started using it, And then folks outside work started using it, And then I was like, you know what, man, I'm going to need a job in a couple, in a couple months. It was more than that. I was going to need a job in like a year and a half. So I scraped all the domains of the 30 cyber threat, the 30 top cyber threat companies in the world, scraped all their domain email addresses and just spammed them all with my newsletter. And then a lot of them stuck, not a lot. So out of 4,500, 4, 1,200 stayed. Um, so the percentage there isn't great, but you generated an audience. now. Um, so out of those 12, let's say 800 used it. And then I created an organic one from that. So an organic distribution list. And that was another, I think that's at like 900 now. Um, so we're at, we're at over... Seventeen hundred, and, and then I made an additional one. Um, we're at over seventeen hundred subscribers for a newsletter that I made on a whim, and and the value. Okay, so here's the point, right? So, um, email. Like most of us don't pay for email, but that's fine. Like we don't pay right. for it because we're the product. You know what I mean? So our right. our right. keywords, our um, our preferences, our patterns. They're all, uh, garnered, they're all taken, they're all analyzed, and they're all parsed and sold to marketing firms, right? To, to create, yeah. um, personas on us. So there's, there's a selector, uh, there's a, um, a term, there is a, a thing that we associate to online and from there that is yeah. packaged and sold, man, fact, yeah. right? So, um, you know, for me, the newsletter, I get, I get, network from it. So, I mean, yeah, dude, like from nothing, I now have contacts with hundreds of CEOs and CTOs, and in, in the industry that I wanted to be in. So, the other day, this guy that runs a, uh, a cyber threat intel firm out of London put out an article on uh, cyber cognitive warfare within the PLA. This guy's got PhDs. Mm. He's just a stud, absolute stud muffin. And uh, he's talking to me. Like we, we, we engage on these topics. Um, I rewrote his report with additions and uh, you know, put it out on my platform. And like, I never would have been able to contact this dude. I never would have had him within my resources. I never would have been able to learn from him. He wouldn't be financially right. backing me via subscriptions. If I didn't create something, you know what I mean. So uh, right. there was a need. The need was a new, uh, a new way for me to make my job easier. I, I I didn't have that need. I figured out how that need was made, created my own, and then created my own resources from that need. Like you can translate that to everything, dude. Like you could carry that. Up. You could yeah. carry that over. to every facet of your life, you know right wow dude that i i I
0: literally i don't i don't like often feel like i just learned a shit ton and uh i you just i i kind of like almost zoned out because my brain went into like questions. shoot dude shoot let's go baby bro like let's go like and uh but dude like yeah this is this is so good i'm we're gonna have to do another episode this is great uh I see that you're making a huge change, and I hope that this net, because you said something, and I like how you accentuated your net work. Hopefully, influence your net worth. Yeah. Right. And I, I wish that for you. And one thing that I captured that I that I I want people to listen that you've said this multiple times. Roughly, you're make it seems to be that you're making over 200 grand, and I want the audience to hear this. That's not enough. No. Not. And you don't say You haven't saved enough. No. So what we're telling people is that the earlier that you save, the earlier that you invest, the easier this $300,000 might have been enough. But at this point in your life, it's, it's not. Gone. So now you're having to expand your network's net worth in order to generate that money to give you that independence because now you've already gone past the
1: threshold of influence. You are highly Now So challenged. I thought, now you need to get and I, I'm now. sorry to jump in, I thought growing on yeah. $90,000 was a lot of money. And that may have been. That ain't shit after taxes. I was talking to a dude the other day and I I was like, what is the amount that you think you're making really good money? He told me 120 after taxes, bro. That ain't shit. That ain't shit. You know what I mean? Um, You, you say that I hint towards making 200, maybe I make 40. I'm always going to say, I'm I'm always going to say I'm poor. I'm always going to say that I, I got 20 bucks in my bank account. Because if I don't, I'll yeah. chill, man. So it doesn't matter how much yeah. I make. It's not enough, dude, and it's not enough because it's that right. money will give me opportunity. So I heard you say something right. um, the other day on one of your podcasts, you're just talking, talking and talking, and you're like, I want to yeah. give EOD grads MRIs to establish a baseline. What you want to do yep. is change their motherfucking life. They don't know they need a baseline. You are saying that every dude or gal that you can gift this baseline, you're changing their life based on knowledge you know now from the struggles you've had. um, And you're reaching out and changing their lives. People do that to us every day. They do that to us every day. day. And, And we're doing that right now to folks that are listening. But like, you know... You're never going to have enough to help uh, and you're never going to be able to help. enough. You know what I mean? I'm not a business right. man and I'm a business man or I am the business man. You know what I mean? Like you. Right. And yeah. to your point, we only change the world. Well,
0: Obviously, we could change our world. But to have that massive impact, we need money. I wish we didn't, but we do. So now might as well go make money to create so, that so look at
1: that. Look at an economic warfare, man. What's the PLA? What's China? What's the CCP doing right now? Um they're trying to uh, uh what is it de decent not decentralize, but de dollarize the 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 petrodollar, right? So right there, the US dollar is of such significance that in order to bring the U.S. down, you need to disallow that standard, right? So so the U.S. dollar is the standard in the economic, in the international economic world. You know what I mean? Um, and the only way to bring down this powerhouse known as the U.S. is to devalue the thing that makes them of value. So... You know the one, The wand's not there yet, man. The wand's not gonna gonna knock us down. But like, my point with that is, you know, there was so much planning that went into that. There was so much positioning and strategy that goes into that. Like, you know, U.S. espionage. We think five, four years out. Other countries are thinking a hundred, thinking fifty. That's the long game. So with your career. Don't think about next week. Don't think about next check. Think about retirement. Think about 20 years from now. You know what I mean? Think about, you know, that car you can have when you're sitting out on your goddamn five-acre property, you know, because you made the right choices. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It's, it's interesting. Economic totally. warfare is a beautiful topic that is under-discussed, under-understood. Under-understood. That sounds silly. Um, there's a reason there's an influx uh of, of lawyers and nba folks in, in the intel realm and and in power positions right because law and money's rule you know dollar dollar bill y'all
0: yeah yeah uh and 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 you're 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 totally right and m- money is the, is a huge factor, and we could dive into, I mean, we could talk about that, right? The uh, fi- You know, fi- financial warfare, economic warfare. Uh, I mean, we have, like, literally, we have enough material to talk for another three hours, but unfortunately, to wrap it up, uh, any final closing words for the your audience, my audience? Yeah,
1: man, you guys matter. <laughs> you guys matter. You don't think you matter. Maybe, maybe someone right now thinks their life's not worth it. Maybe someone right now is lost maybe someone right now, um, doesn't know their loss. Uh, maybe someone sees a friend that's lost help each other, man. We're all we got, dude. You know, we got, yeah, I
0: totally agree. And dude, this is huge pleasure. Thank you very much for your time, Bob. Uh, and, uh, that's it, dude. Um, I'll see you guys soon. And thank you for tuning into our podcast. This podcast is not financial advice, and it only represents the opinions of those participating. Our goal is to get you to your version of financial independence. Please follow and like on every platform.